Hello and welcome to Why This Verse is Awesome on the Kapow Radio Show. I'm your host, Paul Kapow. You know, last week I talked about fear and how to crush fear and anxiety. And I was in Luke chapter 12, verse 31, which read, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And here was the key verse. Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That meant so much. And continuing in the, well, in the sphere of fear and anxiety is also another phrase. It's troubled heart, troubled heart. Now, if you just take your Bible software and you do a search, type in fear, Old Testament and New Testament. One of the things that you will, you will find when you type in that word fear is that the vast majority of times, not all the time, but the vast majority of times where humans are fearful, it's because uh, they're either uh, pagan or heathen or they're attacking uh, Israel. You know, they're not right. And sometimes Israel or the people of God were fearful when they were doing things in disobedience or, you know, distrust. But for the most part, it was the Gentile nations that experienced fear, great fear. And over and over, even in the Old Testament, you will read about not to not be afraid. And I said last week how Jesus, this when I say a negative uh, commandment, the negative is fear not, you know, don't fear. And in the Old Testament, you see God over and over telling Israel or, or somebody in there that don't be afraid, some prophet, you know, don't be afraid or a king, you know, don't be afraid. I got this. I got this. So it's a biblical theme that runs, you know, throughout the scriptures. It's not something that's just, you know, in the New Testament or in the gospels. It's, it's really a truth that God does have it. And we are, we're commanded. We're not, you know, it's not a good suggestion. It's not just a good idea. I mean, we're commanded not to fear, not to fear. So as I was looking at fear and I type this in, you know, there's a lot of other things. If you type in afraid, you'll get the same thing because a lot of times it'll be, you know, be not afraid, you know, depending on what translation you're using. But um, I ran across this at John chapter 14, verse one, and it's going to be why this verse is awesome. But I'm going to look at a couple of verses here today. But let me read it to you. It says, let not, once again, here's your, your, your negative. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Now, these are words of Jesus Christ, our Messiah. So what I want to break it down to you is the very first word, let, in our English language is like, well, allow, you know, allow not your heart, you know, or don't let your heart. But the Greek word is not that it's not let it's the Greek word is terasso or terasso. It means to, uh, it doesn't mean to let it actually means to, to royal up or steer water to, or to agitate, to cause trouble, to trouble of water trouble a thing by movements of a part to and fro, you know, shake something, 
cause a commotion, take away calmness, um, you know, disturb peace, to make this quiet, make restless, uh, you know, a spirit of fear and dread, anxious, perplexity, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what the word means. So when you, the very first word here that Jesus says, he didn't say let not your heart. He's, it's like, you know, trouble not, don't boil over, don't agitate, don't agitate your heart. Now the translation is is still good because it says let not your heart be troubled. That's exactly what it what it means. That's exactly what he said. But like I said in the Greek, the very first word is is a is a is an agitation, is a troubling. It's a, it's a, a a mixing. So let not like mix not your heart. Don't let it be troubled. And it's the same Greek word. Troubled is the same Greek word as let. It's the same word. It's terrazzo means to, you know, by agitating, moving parts. Let not your heart. And, you know, heart, that's where we get our word cardiac, cardia, let not your heart. So let not your thoughts. Let not your uh, your mind, uh, your feelings, right? You're, you know, it's it's who you are. Don't let your spiritual life, your sense, your, your soul, your mind, your seat of your thoughts, who you are. Don't let yourself be agitated. Don't be agitated. Don't be fearful. Don't be dreadful. And he, he said that just because he was prior, he was telling his disciples the plan that he was going to go and get crucified and he was going to leave them. He was going away and where he was going, they, they couldn't follow him. So, you know, we have hindsight, you know, 1900 years later, we have hindsight and we see that he was in fact crucified and risen from the dead, appeared back to them. They were filled with the Holy spirit as promised and, and they spread the gospel. And that's why we're here today because of those 12 believing men. But at that time, 1900 years ago, those guys didn't have the hindsight we have. They just knew that they had believed in this rabbi as being the son of God. He was something special. It was, um, the miracles and, uh, the teaching was incredible. And for three years they were under his ministry. And now he's saying, I'm going away and you can't go with me. So, yeah, your heart's going to be a little troubled. Yeah, your mind's going to be agitated. It's going to be roiled over, of course. But but Christ is saying, don't let it be. If you trust in God now, the next part of this verse, ye believe in God. The word translated believe is, is the pestio. It's faith. It's what we, we usually call faith. You know, you faith in God. So sometimes... You know, in our Western mind, we think of faith as, a, you know, our religion, our faith, our belief. It's, it's so much more than that. It's faith in. It's a, it's a belief into the point of trust. It's committing to one's trust. You, you get it? So you could say, say Christ was saying, you trusted in God. You committed your whole trust in him. Right. You put you, you, you put your whole confidence in Yahweh. Right. He had all the credit 
with you. So also do the same in me, in Christ. Over and over, Christ just says, I and the Father are one. I don't speak anything of myself. I don't make this stuff up. I didn't learn it from another rabbi. I didn't, you know, come up with a system. I'm just saying what, what God told me to, to tell you. I just do what the Father tells me to do. I just obey, you know. And he, he says that over and over in the Gospels. And here he is at the very last. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be agitated that I'm going away because you trusted in Yahweh before, right? Now he's talking to a Jewish audience here. He's talking to Jews 1900 years ago, his, his disciples. This is before the gospel came to the Gentiles. He's talking to Jews. You trusted in Yahweh. Now trust in me. You got, you got to trust in me now. So the principle for us 1900 years ago, later, 1900 years later, is the same. It's the same. We, we, we don't let our heart be troubled. I mean, it's not like God magically takes away that or the Holy Spirit comes and hey, I, I was troubled, but now I'm not. It's not a magic deal. It's, it's something we do. We let not, we don't allow it. We, we don't agitate and dread in our hearts and our thoughts about being alone without Christ here in this fallen world. And it's easy to do when you're just surrounded by fallen meat puppets. You're, it's, a, it's the zeitgeist of the age. They're fallen ones. They're fallen angels. It's the spirits. It's the principalities and the powers, the rulers of the air. And they influence these men and women. Um, you know, we talk about socialism or Marxism. Uh, we call them, you know, liberals or libtards, whatever. It's not a political ideology. It's not about politics. It's not a, it's not a political thing. It's a Luciferian thing. It's from the pits of hell. It's Satan. And when men and women turn their backs on the God of this universe and rely on their own wisdom and their own self, their own science, <laughs> they become reprobate in mind, their human nature. Satan doesn't have to do a whole lot with these people. All he does is sit back and he allows the sin nature just to take its place. And without the redeeming power of Jesus Christ and the transformational power of the Holy Spirit in one's life to become a new creature and to become a son of God and to realize your kingdoms in heaven and not here without that you are left with your sin nature and this is what it is it's Luciferian it's evil it's not just Marxism. It's not just socialism. It's Luciferian. It's satanic worship. They worship the creature rather than the creator. And that's why humanity is in the mess it's in and it always has been in the mess it's in. It's nothing different, nothing new. And it'll be in a mess until the consummation of the age. 
And so Christ knows this and he says, don't let your heart be troubled. You trusted in God. You faithed in God. Please, please faith in me. Please faith in me. Now he goes on and he answers a bunch of questions for them. And it goes, you know, back and forth because you got to understand when they're there, they don't have the hindsight. They, they don't like, what are you talking about? You're going away. We can't go. Hey, you know, so you get down to verse 16 and Jesus tells them, he says, if you love me, verse 15, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Remember he's God. And verse 16 says, and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter, right? Another advocate, another, another one to come and help you. I've got to go away. And it's good that I got to go away is what he's saying. Because if I don't go away, the, the comforter can't come. It's one who's called to your side to aid you. Uh, he, he pleads the cause before you for the judge as a defense, as a, as a legal assistant, an advocate. Okay. He says, I shall give you. It's not like, well, maybe perhaps I no. he's going to come. I'm going to give you another comforter that he may abide with you uh, for two weeks. No. He says, he may abide with you forever, forever, ever, 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 ever. Uh, the disciples still here. Are they here walking the earth? No, they're not. But the Holy Spirit is abiding with them and you and me and us forever. Forever. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield. This is good news. Christ knows it's good news. They don't. At this point, um, they're pretty, they're pretty troubled, <laughs> troubled in spirit. And Christ says, you know, he, he explains what he's talking about here. He says, I'm going to pray to the Father to give you another comforter. I'm a comforter. I was here in the flesh, but I'm, I'm going to pray to give you another one. Who was this one, Jesus? He says, even the spirit of truth. Oh, my goodness. You see, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you've been baptized into him, I'm not talking water, I'm talking baptized into Christ. Um, you faithed in him. Your, you, your belief is in him. Your trust and confidence is in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Messiah. As there's no other way to the father, but through him. 
If you trust Messiah, you trust God. You trust God, you trust Messiah. If you're that person, then you have this spirit of God himself indwelt in you. And it's a spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. Have you ever just been contemplating, meditating, not like meditating yoga, meditate, but I mean, just thinking about the things of God. I mean, you're, you're in the garage, you're, you're messing with some tools, you're building a clock, whatever, you know, you're, you're doing something, you're driving to work, you're gardening, you're playing guitar, and you're just thinking of the things of God. You're going, huh, what's going on with Jesus? And blah, blah, blah. you know, and you're just kind of meditating on things of God and you get this like truth, right? You get this truth. It's not like a new revelation that you add to the Bible. It's the truth that's in the scriptures, but also it comes out and you go, oh, I get it. I get it. It's about the Messiah. I get it when he says this, right? I mean, you ever had that scripture that you hit one time? I mean, my wife had Galatians, you know, uh, 2.20. And man, she heard a preacher preach on that 2.20 and it revolutionized her life. I mean, it's like, bam, that truth hit her. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the comforter that Christ sent uh, because he went away. It's the spirit of truth. Now, I'm telling you something. Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden and the people at the White House and anybody else, they don't have this. They don't have the truth. They can't figure out what truth is. That, that's why they, they're contradictory. They, you, you don't want, it, it's easy to think they just lay around at night and think of stupid stuff to say. And stuff. I don't think they do. It's just that they're, they're dull because they do not have the spirit of truth in them. They can have the spirit of truth in them. Jesus says, I'm going to send you another comforter, the spirit of truth, whom the world whom the world, that's who I just mentioned, the governments of the world, the people in charge of you telling you what to do, the Luciferians, the people of the world cannot receive it. They can't, they can't receive the spirit of, of truth, even if they wanted to. And I'm sure they do. They, they want to they be all woke and have the truth. I'm all woke. This is true. And they have no idea. They're stupid. They're idiots. Yeah. And we were the same. We were idiots before we received the spirit of truth. But now the spirit of truth, we're not idiots anymore because he gives you the way to have the knowledge to come to Father and to serve him correctly. And so that you can not have your heart troubled. You can then say, I'm going to not let my mind be agitated. You can now do that. The world cannot receive the spirit of truth. You know why? Jesus says, because it seeth him not. You can't even see it. They can't even recognize it. They can't even discern it. They can't even behold it. They can't even, didn't even know it's there. Neither knoweth, neither knoweth him. They don't know. They can't discern him. They can't see him. They don't know the spirit of truth.
But ye know him, Christ says to his disciples. And when his disciples preached the gospel and it got, oh, it got filtered down, filtered down, went to the Gentiles. And finally, when you heard it, you go, yeah, I want that good news. I want to be part of the kingdom. Guess what happened? You got the spirit of truth in you. And you know him. And Jesus says, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He dwells with you and he's inside of you. Jesus says in verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You see, there's a whole Trinitarian God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit here. And that's what makes this so awesome because you do not have to be troubled because we have the spirit of truth. He'll lead you to the right way if you yield to it. If you lean not on your own understanding, but if you acknowledge God in all your ways, he, he will lead you straight. He'll lead you on a straight path. You won't go crooked. You won't go sideways. Acknowledge God in everything because God is, he's in everything. The only reason I'm talking, the only reason you're listening, the only reason you're perceiving is that God's allowing it. At any time, he can stop the whole process. Acknowledge God and he will guide your paths. So don't try to understand it ourselves. We're not going to be able to understand it. We're not going to be able to figure it out. But the Holy Spirit knows all truth. Yeah. Verse 27. I'm going to close with this. Jesus says to them. Okay. After he talked about the, the Holy Spirit coming to them. And that, that, that the Father's going to send him in his name. And he's going to teach the disciples and us all things and bring all things to our remembrance whatsoever Christ told them. Okay. All things relating to God and truth is at our disposal inside of us. And Christ in verse 27, he says this peace. I leave with you. I'm giving you peace. I'm, I'm telling you, I know your heart's troubled. I know you don't understand that I, that I'm got to go away, that I got to die. You don't get it. I, I understand that, but I want to give you peace. I leave with you and it's my peace. I give unto you. It's my peace. It's, it's the peace of Messiah that he wants to give to them. He says, I give it to you. And that peace of Messiah is not like the world gives. Because the world has no peace. They don't discern the Holy Spirit, nor do they know the spirit of truth. In fact, they're subject to the spirit of error in a fallen world. That's why they're Luciferian and satanic. Christ says, I don't give you that kind of peace. I give you my peace. And then he says it again. In verse 27, he says the exact same phrasing, the exact same words. He said, 
in the first verse. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. All right. So let's take that to heart. Let's apply it. Let's meditate on it. Let's chew on it. Think about it. It's nothing you do. You're not walking around going, hey, I got all knowledge. It's not that. It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit. And he'll lead you to all truth, all truth about the Father and, and the relationship that he has with you and you with him. And how there's a bigger picture here than, than any of us could possibly know. We can't understand this stuff. But he'll lead us to all truth. He's our comforter. He's here because Jesus physically had a leaf. Man, let's not discount that. That's why the scripture is awesome. It's awesome. Because we can then say, hey, I'm not going to let my mind get all agitated and all crazy about this. It wants to, but I'm not going to let it. Because I have peace that Christ gave me. It's not peace of the world. The world has no peace. The world has no truth. It's error. But I have a spirit of truth in me. That's what I'm going to yield to today. All right, good night. God bless. We'll talk to you later.